Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. And welcome back to the Underdog Jets podcast on this uh, not great occasion. I would say, Wayne, did you make it through the entire game? Yes, I made it through the entire game. Um just wanted to see what would happen when Tim Boyle got in there, which was not much. Uh, and I obviously wanted to see what the, you know, comments were post-game. Um, and obviously we saw this morning that they made the move to switch to Boyle starting, Simeon backup, and Zach as QB3 next week. Yeah. You know what? You really can't say much about Boyle because, you know, the game was lost by then. But I'll, I'll say this. He was more decisive. You know, just the few snaps he had, he was more decisive. Um, didn't really translate, but I, I that much I will say. Yeah. Um, you know, first thing comes in, he throws a pass and, you know, Garrett fumbled, um, you know, and he got to tip one pick off. So uh, didn't have much to deal with. Got to be tough coming cold off the bench uh, and not having any reps in practice into a game where you're getting buried. So, uh you can't blame him, but uh, I'm interested to see how he does with a week's worth of preparation or less than a week now playing on Friday. Yeah, the Black Friday game is going to be unique. I know Jets fans really, you know, everything's a disaster right now after three straight losses, as it should be. It's yeah. it, There's a couple factors here. You know, yeah. when you're a fan, you're going to be emotional. Yes, no question. We're all frustrated. But, Wayne, the injuries. Makai yeah. Becton goes out now. Have you ever seen a situation like that? Like, the past few years, they've been hurt, no question. They've had some injuries. They've been tough. But this year, literally six of their top eight offensive linemen are out. Have you ever seen something like this? And, and no. if you have, what's the reason? How do you pinpoint it? Is it just luck, or is there something else? No. I mean, they got a good strength and conditioning program. You know, they had a good offseason. Sometimes when you have like holdouts or limited stuff with coat, I mean, you know, that's when you get hamstrings and these stuff like that. But no, this is just a freak thing. And I was talking, um, you can you can put guys in the running back or receiver and like fit in, but your offensive line, all five guys need to be able to gel. And the successful teams are the ones who have that consistency. Uh, you'll see. Uh, you know, how many games they play together when, you know, Rick and, and Mango is there and those guys or the Mawai and Joe, you know what I mean? You need that. You can't just throw five different individuals on the offensive line and, and have them do well. And this is what's happened, uh, you know, since the first game. It's crazy. I just can't, you know, an AVT, you know, I've harped on AVT being the heart and soul of this offense in a lot of ways. 
they took a nosedive after he got hurt last year, him and Brees in the same game in Denver. It's happening again this year. And Jets fans are going to say, well, you shouldn't be dependent on just one guy. Yeah, of course. But they're just in, in such a bad shape that it makes such a difference. Look at this. In yeah, August, Rodgers, Brees, yeah. look at six of the 11 guys. And then backups of the starters have gotten hurt. It's absurd. You have to have an anchor. They have no anchor. You know, or a lead, anchor, a leader. Um, it's not a – it's tough when – your young guys or guys who aren't experienced or the guys who are, you know, leading the, t- leading the huddle, leading this. And that. I mean, it just, uh, this is kind of blowing up in their face, lack of depth. And um, yeah, they're not a one or two pieces away from being a very good team. Obviously on offenses, they need to rehaul this whole offense line and, and some of the skill positions going into next season. Yeah, they do. Uh, receiver number two uh, really needs addressing. And yeah. You know, I like Titman, but you kind of have to go into it um, thinking that you need all five spots, as crazy as that sounds. You know, I love ABT. I love Titman, but it, it's that dire. Yeah. LC said, uh, you know, with, with Lazard, he'll give him a pass, feel a hall pass based on, you know, not having worked with this. And I said, dude, you don't really forget how to catch the ball. Like, you're being and, nice. I mean, like, I've seen the guy. I mean, he's a specimen big can run routes and he's like well yeah listen we should be able to catch the ball from anybody it shouldn't it shouldn't matter and you know he hasn't lived up to it and he's he's not a he's not a number two they need no, he's not. number two and and Devontae adams coming in so people understand that's not going to do it they need it they need the line they need offensive line help you got nine defensive linemen rotating in and out and that's mm-hmm. their strength and all line there's nothing man there's yeah. nothing. There's nobody on the street they could bring in. Uh, it might get worse this year. The rest of this year. I mean, you, you look at it. Brown out. Beckton out. Um, their third guy was Billy Turner. He's not that great. He's out. So they're down to Carter Warren and Mitchell. And then their backups of starters. Schweitzer was the was the the backup guard, and he's out. So they're down to third string. I don't care what team you are. And listen, it sounds like yeah, yeah. It sounds like I'm making excuses, but. It's just reality. There's a lot that I don't like from the coaching staff in terms of mindset, you know, just favoring the D too much physicality instead of strategy. Sometimes on offense, there's a lot I don't like, but you can't ignore this. These injuries, these injuries are absurd. Yeah. Like I said, it, you know, I'm, I was a Zach fan and I uh, stuck up for him and stuff like that. It's just hard to spin it. Uh, that he, I think he might've played his last game as a jet. Some people think say so they should have just got rid of him last year and brought somebody, you know, behind uh, Rodgers. But um, I don't know. Like I said, they're, they're going to have to reshuffle a lot of the deck here. Uh, but, yeah, you could bring Joe Montana, Michael, you know, Michael Vick. Some people can scramble or throw. With that line, um, it's going to be <laughs> tough to score points the rest of the way. And there's nothing – there's no immediate fix. No, uh, that's going to change yeah. that. It's going to put more pressure on the defense. No, and, and listen, hack it. You know, funny enough, in in Vegas, I actually liked what they did in the beginning of the game. They were more aggressive, but other than that, it, it's I just hate the mindset. Roberto Hayek says, "Stop it! They get paid a lot of effing money. We as a fan base don't deserve this year, or don't deserve this year in and out." Yes, you're Ooh. right, Roberto. Jets fans don't deserve this. 
Uh, who, Brees, Roberto, Brees. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Roberto, who were you specifically talking about? I know you're going to say all players, but like, was there something specifically we said about stop it, they get paid? Hey, um, I think he just wants, re- I think it's more of an in general, like he just wants results type thing. Yeah, I'm going to answer your question, Roberto, before you even give me the rest of it. Yes. You know, I played on three and 13, one and 15 teams. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I all I know for myself, you play hard, you know, just even when you don't have a chance. But, um, yeah, you paid a lot of money and um, what they're putting out there uh, is tough to warrant, you know, uh, some of the prices people have to pay. Uh, but they did try to put a good product out there, you know, get Rogers, um, you know, some of the draft picks we have. But it's just you, you can't play it on something like, you know, we're the most thought about team in the offseason yep. with Rogers and expectations. You know, we're right up there with uh, Taylor Swift and Kelsey. Uh, I'll say good or bad. People wanted to see us really succeed or really fail. Yeah. So uh, it just makes it that much worse that everybody was talking about the New York Jets. Yeah. And Roberto, I'll say this Jets fans deserve better, no question. Yeah. And they get paid, no question. They get paid handsomely. But guess what? Football is still football. Yeah. And if you're missing your entire offensive line, that's a legitimate talking point. It's not excusing what you're what we're seeing here. Not whatsoever, but that is absolutely in the mix here and absolutely part of it. Yeah, here's here's a good one. Um, James Lofton says, uh, "Can you put that up there?" James Lofton, what is it? almost James Lofton, the old Lofton. school uh, Green Bay Buffalo receiver. Right. So let's let's piece this together. Fire Hackett. Yeah. Yes, I think I don't care. You know, I know the lines beat up and and Zach this net. He's play calling. Um, he maybe for Rogers at work because Rogers was helping call the plays. That's not going to work here. Zach was terrible with the O-line. Yeah. Fumbles, drop passes. I'll throw that in there. Um, Penalties. Defense can't get off the field. Offense can't stay on the field. You know, like historically bad, 22% on third downs. 50 years it's been mm-hmm. since something that bad. Uh, bad penalties, yes. Um, Zach is a full guy. He didn't fumble open kickoff yet. When you prepare all week and then the opening kickoff gets fumbled, it's so deflating. It's so deflating going into a game like that. Uh, you know, Gibson showed you what he could do on the first, you know, a week. But since then, uh, he hasn't shown up. But, you know, expectations weren't too high on that. But, yeah, there's a mm-hmm. lot of reasons. Yeah, and in terms of Zach being the fall guy, is there some percentage that's getting blamed on him that he doesn't deserve? Yes, but you're the quarterback. That's going to happen. So you're going to get more praise when you're winning. You're going to get more blame when you lose. And – I can't have a lot of sympathy because, and I like Zach more than anyone. I can't have a lot of sympathy because I'm not seeing you go out in a blaze of glory. You have to, in in life, you have to take risks. And his number one deterrent, his number one fault is whether it's coaching in his ear, whether it's, he's just not ready for the, the spotlight. The moment's too big for him. His number one ill is that he doesn't take risks and he holds onto the ball. And, you know, in situations where it's no lose, you know, it's low risk, high reward, like down, yeah. down 18 to KC early in the game, he starts slinging it. So if I don't see a guy take risks, I'm not going to have a lot of sympathy for you. And that's where I am with that. Yeah. Listen, like you said, you got nothing to lose. Yeah. Don't take, don't take sex. Don't 
run out of bounds and take a two-yard loss instead of just throwing it in the stands. It's just have have it, you know, he doesn't have it between the ears. Um, you know, he's a he's good arm, you know, he's got some uh good, you know, pro attributes, but like he doesn't have it between the ears, he's got no confidence and I mean, the you mentality. Don't want someone back there leading you. Yeah, you gotta have at that position, especially, you gotta have the killer mentality. You gotta be you have to be arrogant in a way. You have to be just you know you're the man, you know you're gonna complete this pass. Yeah. And there, there's nothing in there right now. Yeah, you can't like, you know, I was talking to my family, like, you know, we get in there, like, you know, we're chattering, whatever we're talking about, this or that, we need to play. Then he'll be like, listen, shut shut up, man. Shut up. Listen, this is what we're gonna run. I can't imagine Zach talking to, you know what I mean? I'm not, it's not about being a, an asshole or like, it's just about like just keeping your focus, the offense, you know, focus and on point and what you're trying to accomplish. And yeah. the big play, you know, let's uh, that kind of thing. There's none, there's none of that. And I can't blame him. He's a young kid. He's never had to do that. Command. Wayne, he, command. No command. Yeah, exactly. No command, no confidence. And that carries over onto the field when the when the ball snapped. And do you think he's played his last down for the New York Jets? Zach I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, Michael Piper Jr., the pony package was called for weeks. Uh, I think he meant wasn't called for weeks. They do one play, get 10 yards, then nothing. Izzy don't play until pony package, two halfbacks in there. They had a play with Brees and Dalvin that uh, ripped off a first down. Uh, I mean, listen, it's – it's whatever like what can you do uh with LaFleur you saw a lot more trickery because he was trying to work around Wilson the problem is and I know fans don't want to hear it because you see Dobbs go to Minnesota and tear it up in all these new situations even the the Jersey kid with the Giants had three touchdowns this past weekend I know fans don't want to hear it but Hackett's system it's it's not really Hackett's system it's an Aaron Rodgers system at the line it's dependent upon Rodgers Working his magic at the line of scrimmage. And I think that's why you're seeing Boyle this week. The thing about LaFleur was I didn't like his play calling. Um, But there were plays in the game plan that were creative and and could make plays in specific situations. But he was so predictable and uh, didn't know when to call the right plays. This, This system that Hackett has... None of it's good at no specific time. I mean, yeah. it's it's so predictable. I'm not saying, you know, uh, he doesn't just, you know have a job. You know, he's obviously knows the game, but he doesn't know his personnel, uh, and that certainly shows uh, in, in the play calling and, like I said, how safe it is, and and that carries over to Zach. I don't know if he's in his ear telling him who to throw to or this and that, but. Uh, Certainly need a clean slate when it comes to, uh, you know, a third year with another offense coordinator. And what do you see with defenses against this Jets offense? No line, Zach Wilson afraid to throw the ball. What do you see? You can see a defense ramped up on their toes, press coverage on the outside. Yeah. That's all it is. It's simple. So it's as an correct. offense, yeah. what do you have to do as an offense? You have to get them to back off somehow. And yeah. It, Hackett's one of those guys where it, it feels wrong to th- to call a three step pass on every down. You have to keep mixing in a run. Nonsense. <laughs> you know you, you don't have to get balanced until you make the defense adjust first. And that's where yeah he's limited with the O line and stuff and the receivers not winning off a press. 
even Garrett has problems sometimes off press. I'm nitpicking. Garrett's tremendous, but um, that's where I just don't see it. Yeah, they're, you know, the defense is telling them what to do. Like, there's no action. It's all reaction on what they're doing. There's no, you know, go with them. It's like, oh, well, they stopped this. You know, it's just like, like our defense at some points it's, you know, uh, not as great as we thought it was. And at some points we're like, well, they're top three in the league. Mm-hmm. But there are offense coordinators in the league that are looking at film and saying, we got to find a weakness and they're finding it um, versus our defense. Uh, so there are ways to, to to do that. The thing about our defense is when they hit us with something, we adjust. Yes. We adjust. We always adjust and they don't get You know what I mean? Yeah. And on offense, it's just there's no change. What happens in the first half is going to happen in the second half, no matter mm-hmm. the score either way. It, uh, it's as if they – they try the mentality is they try to follow through their game plan offensively, independent of what the defense is doing. Yeah, it's um, that offense is simple. You take what the D gives you. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. when I see a stubborn game plan, and maybe they just it feels like the Salah regime resorts to that conservative mindset when it is Zach Wilson. I mean, we don't have enough of sample size with Aaron Rodgers. I doubt it would be like that, but. I don't know. It's not modern football. Like it's not, I don't know. It's so tough because no line is, is terrible, but God take what the D gives you. It's that simple. Yeah. So where do we go from here? Um, Here we go. we got one right here. Just talking about your boy, Eagle Fang. This is destiny. Cole Pennington will be drafted by the Jets in a few years. Did Chad's son go to Marshall? uh, Yes. He did go to Marshall. Yeah. He's doing well. So, um, yeah, <laughs> one could hope uh, if he's anything like uh, his dad. But, um, yeah, I know, listen, I'm the biggest optimist, but you have to be realistic. I be, I would sound foolish to keep saying it's okay, it's okay. It's not okay. Uh, like I said, they need they need a, a lot in the draft and free agency. Um, Woody is not afraid to spend money. And bringing the names, um, and you can't count on like six, seven guys going down at one position. But uh, like you said, they have to reset um, and make the offense as strong as as the defense is, because the defense is going to be on the field the whole game. Uh, the, the last uh, was it seven games? You know, Miami twice. Yeah, um, it's going to be bad. Houston. Yeah. Um, Andrew P asks, where did the Jets go wrong? What could they have done differently in their pre-draft evaluation of Wilson? It's all mental. You can't you can't gauge like you can watch film, but you can't gauge, you know, football like you like you can, you know, you see if they're smart, you get them on the chalkboard. But as far as this confidence and how they deal with adversity, uh can they fight the your injury? Can they lead when you're up? Can they lead when you're down? You, you, you know, I don't know if you could learn that in the amount of time they spend with kids, but um, yeah, they got, they got it wrong. Uh, I'm not saying anything that they don't believe. I mean, just look at the facts. It just, it didn't work out, um, but it wasn't supposed to happen that way this year. Aaron was supposed to be the quarterback. It just didn't work out that way. Yeah. I mean, I think their biggest mistake at this point was, and the other thing, the other thing that gets brought up is, People think Aaron wanted Zach to stay too. 
So what do you do in that situation when you're trying to recruit Rogers and he says, Hey, let's, let's plan it like this and keep him around. Cause I'd like the kid. I think there's something there. No, listen, someone made a comment that uh, Aaron will come back. If Zach's not there, Aaron Rodgers does not care <laughs> enough to give up 30. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. I mean, no, someone I made mean, that comment. Yeah. That's, that's, that's absurd. Rogers yeah. is coming back. See, here's the thing with Rogers. The only positive with this is that it's a disaster to such a degree that Rogers has that competitive itch that much yeah. more. Oh, we're a disaster. We, we suck. My guy suck. Hackett sucks. My boy sucks. All right. Let's see. Well, let's see what happens. That's the only positive that could possibly come out of this. Yeah. So, um, you know, do you say, oh, Aaron's back. So Hackett should be back. No. See, this is this is my point. He doesn't, yeah, he could. Aaron could do fine with other coordinators. Um, but you, you, you know, you got to have an emergency plan. And they, see, this is my point, Wayne. This that? is my point. How interchanged is that? Like, was Douglas and Salah ready to move on from Zach? But Rogers liked the kid. You see what I mean? Like, how interchanged are those two parties, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers? Listen, they, 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 you know, they said the right things. You know, Aaron comes in. Zach, um, you know, learns. Um, you give the kid every chance. You had a pick on him, you know, a top three pick. You want the kid to succeed, um, to see what you have before, you know, that 50-year option comes up. And it just – it failed. Uh, and a lot of those picks they've hit on uh, very well. Um, and, it, and it sucks to admit it, but, you know, I think they'll be respected more for moving forward and um, moving on. Um, then just kind of like just beating a dead horse with the whole Zach Wilson will lead this team because um, it's been three years and look at CJ Stroud and guys like that. Yeah. You know, young guys. It, it, it can work with a young guy and just hasn't. I, I agree. Um, this is interesting too because I think one of the biggest mistakes fans make is in today's era when you separate a defensive head coach from the offense right. or an offensive head coach from the defense. And uh, Lofton, the Hall of Fame receiver, Jason Lofton, once again, going forward, the Jets need to stop hiring defensive head coaches and hire offensive coaches who are winners. That's not technically true. A defensive head coach can be fine in this league. It doesn't fit the rules. Um, but what do you think about that, Wayne, in terms of the defensive versus offensive mind? And is Salah's vision in any way hindering possible growth offensively? Um, there's not many... Well, first of all, head coaches that or uh, that call offensive plays, so that's different. You know, you have coaches like that weigh in on that. Um, yeah. But a lot of head coaches aren't in 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 the in the team meetings. They let the coordinators do that. Right. Uh, it's just a mindset. I mean, I'm, I don't know if I've really had an offensive head coach. You, you know what I mean? So, um, Kotite Kotite might have been the only one. Yeah, if he was technically he coached both sides, I think at certain points. Yeah, so you but, leave that to the coordinators, but uh, yeah, maybe try someone. But who would you, who would you hire? That's you know, good leader of men, head coach with an offensive background. That's you know, a proven yeah. winner. See, I think Salah's great with personnel, great with culture. It's the strategy end that I'm still not sold on, and and the question is. You see, the OC isn't independent of everyone else. He's not independent of the head coach. The OC uh, 
puts a puts an offense in based on the head coach's vision and game plan. And and so and I think maybe that bends defensively, bends physicality a little too much offensively as well. And, and instead of being more strategic and fooling people, uh, like Reed does. So I don't know to what degree I have no idea. It's hard to gauge based on the mess that's happened. Um, Joe Campione, Wayne, would you draft a QB and sit him behind Rogers? Now they're, they're the top of the board picks, you know, and, and phrase. And number one is offense line, offense line, offense line. Yeah. If you, I don't know who, I don't know where we're going to pick. A lot could change in the next seven weeks, but uh, yeah, they need to come in and get the stud offensive lineman wherever they fall, you know, get some depth, but I can see them having a, um, you know, a QB that's, you know, maybe a little green to sit behind someone like Rogers, but you, you, you need a certifiable backup behind Rogers going into next year. It can't be, you know, a rookie being, you yeah. know, QB two. you need, you could bring in a guy like that, you know, uh, to develop, but you need a real certified backup. Uh, you know, going into next season. Yeah, I agree. Um, Sal is not going anywhere, but look at this. Oh, no, this is this right here. Aaron Glenn is head coach, one of your former guys. That'd be that'd be interesting. Uh, I love uh, love Aaron, great teammate and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think we're at the point where we're looking for uh, a new head coach. I yeah, I don't either. Sal is not going anywhere. Or or that's. You know, they, they form a good team. Like you said, they, they've hit on a lot of good picks, uh, specifically this past draft with Sauce and Grease and, uh, you know, Jermaine Johnson and uh, Garrett Wilson. That's they, they, they could live off of those four for a while. So mm. that's not happening. Like I said, you know, and the defense coordinator is not going anywhere here. If anything, no, I, somebody's going to probably try to steal him. Yes. He's going to be head coach soon, Ulbrich. Yeah. So uh, we're happy to have him. Lucky. Uh, Nomadic Qatar says, but pairing a rookie D coach with a kid QB is just a larger gamble. I mean, Jets fans have been living this for a while. Salazak Wilson. Um, you had Rex and Sanchez. And was Bowles and Darnold? No, Bowles might not have been a rookie head coach, but close, young head coach. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. It's a tough situation at times. Yeah. Look at, but it is. It is what it is. This is what we have. And for the most part, I'm happy with that. But uh, for the most part, everybody knows the problem. The biggest thing, you know, Zach Wilson was a problem. Uh, Hackett's a problem. But the number one problem is offensive line, offensive line depth, the health of the offensive line. It starts with that. The best teams that have longevity of winning have line, the line stay together and have consistency with, with those. And we have not had that in the last two years. It, it just something in the water in Florham Park. Like what the hell, what the hell's going on? I don't get it. But it's, it, it happens. Um, year after know. year though. Like that's the thing. Like year after year, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And you know, what's funny. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. The guy who played every game before coming to the jets is still playing every game. Lake and Tomlinson. Can you hear? Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. Can you got you got uh, me? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we got yeah. folks. We got a few minutes left, so get your final questions in. Yeah, it's um, 
you know, they brought in older guys, but, you know, you want that veteran leadership, good locker room guys. They have young guys. It's just, I don't know, it's just been a bad year. And they've tried to, like, do a patchwork line and try this and that. Uh, my, my biggest, one of my biggest complaints is in the bye week, mm-hmm. they should have had multiple guys come in and work out, offense linemen, backup quarterback, whatever it is. But they should have addressed that the offense alignment at the by having guys come in and work out and, and signing a bunch of them, um, you know, uh, to, uh, to the squad or practice squad, just to have them ready in case something like this happened. Cause right now they're scrambling, they're scrambling to get someone off the street. And <laughs> you think that's going to work any better mm. or, you know, throwing a, a, another guy in there that, you know, does not in sync with the other four. No, what do you think about the you played for Parcells? Yeah. What do you think about the accountability aspect with Salah and the penalties and all that stuff? Listen, you know, I've heard people say it, it would it would be weird to hear him, you know, um go off on one of his players or like in, in a way that a Belichick or a Parcells kind of would. Uh and just that's not his thing. Um as far as you know, mental mistakes um, and stuff like that, you know, yeah, there's no fear mm-hmm. of like repercussions of like, you know, Hey, I had two holdings or I had this or that. Like Parcells would cut someone. He'd, he'd cut someone good at yeah. some point in the year just to be like, Oh shit. Like we better be on top of it. They, they bench people. These yeah. guys would bench people. I know, you know, you can't always be, the most liked coach, which Salah is, and he's going to be, they're going to play hard for him. But like at some point, what's, you know, what's being done to the repeat offenders of all these penalties that are like killing drives or keeping drives for other teams, something has to be done. So um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but you know, it can't continue that way. Cause it makes no sense uh, to not do something about it now. Yeah, it's kind of it kind of goes back to the culture mentality problem I talk about. Zach Wilson's not that alpha; he doesn't have command. And Salah, so many great aspects to him, the culture, but he he runs it differently. You know, he takes players' coach to a to a whole new meaning. Uh, Andrew P.S. is the last question for Wayne: Are the struggles weighing mentally on Garrett Wilson leading to drops and fumbles? What do you think about that? Um. You know, compared to last year, I mean, he's, you know, dropping more fast fumbles. Uh, you know, it happens, you know, when someone puts the helmet on the ball, I know his arms hurt. And, um, yeah, I do losing, losing ways, ways on everybody. Yeah. You know, and you're going to find out how they deal with adversity and how, he, how these guys are going to deal with, you know, when they're out of the playoff race, which, you know, they probably are now, but like, what do you do when you have five, six weeks and it gets dark early and you don't want to be practicing and it's cold? You'll see what your team's made of. You can just yeah. see the guys you want to keep around. Uh, yeah. And Garrett's one of those guys. So everybody's going to feel the struggles. Uh, I'm not worried about him. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see. I'll, we'll see how they respond playing in front of a home crowd, uh, you know, on uh, Black Friday. Yeah, we'll see. Friday, it's going to be a weird game, man. Uh, it's, yeah. The traffic is going to be ridiculous. On yeah. Black, hopefully, I'm wrong, but right next to the mall on Black Friday, my God. Maybe it's better that you know 
he said Zach's not in uniform um, because the welcome he would get if he went and wasn't starting or got in the game, you know, in relief role, uh, I, I would I would feel too bad for anybody to feel that, let alone a young kid. Um, that it just hasn't worked out. So yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll talk. Uh, about Boyle, Boyle, even if it's like a, a one yard completion, a receiver screen, Boyle's first completion, MetLife's going to go bananas. Yeah, this isn't a Cinderella story. You know, he's not going to come in and, and lead a seven game win streak. You look at his no. statistics, he's not that guy. Um, he's serviceable, but, you know, the, the guy who's going to lead the team to the playoffs is, is not uh, currently active right now. <laughs> Yes, agreed. Yeah. All right, folks, share this video. Um, subscribe to JetSex on iTunes, rate and review. Discount code 80 at JetSexFactory.com. All the good stuff there. And uh, keep your chins up. Keep your head up. We move forward. And, hey, you know, they're only four and six. It's not, uh, you know, it's not two and eight. It's, uh, what are the Giants, three and eight now? It, the Titans have a worse record. You know, it's funny. Even though four and six isn't atrociously bad, there's only two teams worse than the Jets in the AFC right now. I think the Titans and the Pats. I think that's let's, it. Let's 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 go game by game, <laughs> and, and, and let's look for some young guys to like get an opportunity. Rucker show. Let's let's you know let's let's focus on the positives and um, work on that stuff, uh, and let the other stuff fall in place. All right, Rucker, Izzy, they got some guys. Carter Warren, you know, we should probably watch his film from this past week because we didn't hear his name called out a lot, which is a good thing for a tackle. Yeah. Will McDonald, love these guys. Yeah. Will McDonald, yep. Yeah. So everybody Quincy. have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, hopefully uh, I get your win the next day, but, uh, you know, we'll talk We'll talk uh, beginning next week. All right, catch you guys later. All right. All right.